her something on the feed already? Yeah, Avery was early today. More like on time for once in her life. I mean, it's not like we've got anywhere else to be. She has. I've got people to inform. We can reach a lot more here than she can out in the streets. Sure, but it's not like you can go out and start saving people from the physical horrors of the city. Avery's just doing what you can't. So what if your report is late? I haven't done this show for nearly two years to push my report back even further because you told me to. Avery and I have an understanding. It's fine. Right. Though she has been cutting it close this week. Anyways. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no problem, boss. You never tempted to go out there with her? What? I've been here a week and you're already trying to get rid of me? I apologise for asking. On air in just over ten minutes. You're recording this? Yes, it's easier than trying to get everything written as you say it. I just want to be accurate. Okay. Alright then. Could you tell me exactly what happened? In as much detail as you can from the beginning. Maybe from where you diverted at Gatehouse would be best. Okay, so usually I walk down Gatehouse Road after work at the bank in the city centre because it's quicker than taking the bus, which is almost always 50 minutes late. But I couldn't go down there the other night because there were roadworks or something, so I continued up Church Lane instead. Right, okay, just trying to make a kind of map. Continue. At that point, just after I passed the pub with the green windows, I think I noticed someone behind me on the other side of the road, going in the same direction. That street was really quiet, so I could hear his footsteps echoing on the walls. He kept following me, even though I threw glances over my shoulder every few seconds to try and scare him off. Did you notice anything about him then? No, not at that distance. I lost sight of him when I turned the corner to cross the car park, but that didn't matter, because when I got about halfway across, a car pulled around and blocked the road. I probably swore at the driver, but it was late and I really couldn't be bothered to start an argument at that point, so I turned round and tried to go the way I came. I almost made it back to the street when the guy appeared, out of nowhere, like a ghost. He was... he was tall. Taller than me by, I don't know exactly, maybe five inches? And he had very short hair, black or dark brown, I couldn't tell. What was clear was his downright murderous stare. I don't watch a lot of horror movies, but, you know... That night really felt like one. I see. So he attacked you? Yep. Lunged forward like a shark and tried to spray something in my face. He what? In the moment I assumed it was pepper spray, but now that I think about it, it definitely wasn't. It tasted really weird, but not awful. I felt so tired. I probably could have fallen asleep right there in the middle of the road if I wasn't being harassed by this guy. So I ran. Right, Marwin, you should be getting this through the secondary switchboard on a 30 second delay. Actually, it's probably Grace hearing this, right? Hi, Grace. I assume Marwin's gone over this with you. Hopefully. If not, it shouldn't be too hard. Just put me through to one of the empty audio log spots. It will go straight into the library then. Marwin will probably label it when they get off air. Don't worry, you'll be fine. Anyways, I'm away to meet my old chief in Berry Row. I don't know how long I'll be, so maybe don't wait up for the evening report. 
she said not to wait for the evening report. She's going to her meeting now. I should have guessed the early report was to make up for something. Fine, I'll manage. I'm sure you will, but you heard how late she got in last night. You can't really blame her. If she didn't... If I didn't in the first place. Never mind. I got the reader out. You mentioned looking at the files a little while ago, so I dusted it off. Should be working now. I did? Uh, Yeah, I did. Thanks. Why do I need it again? Well, most of the information about our work here is digital, of course. Audio or text. But all of the physical files we've compiled are in Braille, obviously. You're going to need it for those, if you're going to look at them. I didn't think you were keen on learning. Oh yeah, well I don't know what else I was expecting. Thanks. You didn't have to. I I could've... No, you couldn't. You don't know where anything is around here. I'm pretty sure I heard you trip over the table the other day, and that's always in the same place. Don't worry about it. No, I didn't. And I had to pull it out the other day to reach the pen I dropped. So it isn't always in the same place, Marwin. Fine, fine. Sure thing. Also, I've been meaning to ask. Yes? Is there a reason all your equipment here is, like, really dated? It's just so clunky. Come on, there's got to be better stuff around. Fair, but I don't think you understand how hard it would be to actually try and keep all of this stuff current and not raise any suspicions along the way. Not to mention how expensive all of it would be. This stuff works, and I understand how to use it. I don't even need most of the labels anymore. Huh? That's why you didn't say anything about the new labels I made. What new labels? Well, you see, I was bored while you were on air the other day, so I played around with the printer and made some fun labels to stick on your equipment. I thought you didn't say anything about them just to spite me. To spite you? Where are... Oh. Live wire canaries. Really? Well, I thought it was clever. Of course. Wait, how much time is left? Damn it. Okay, on air in five, four, three, two, one. Where did you go? Um, details a bit hazy, but I remember shoving past him and sprinting back down Church Lane. I looked for a place that stirred lights on, which would probably be open at that time of night, and ended up slamming my way into that pub, the one with the green windows. I begged the woman at the bar not to let anyone in, and then collapsed into one of the booths. Curious. You passed out. For how long? Mustn't have been longer than an hour. The woman shook me awake, told me they were closing. Honestly, I'm quite surprised she let me sleep in the first place, but I'm pretty sure my driver's license got stolen, so... Was that the only form of identification you had on you that night? I don't know. Probably the only official ID I had. My card to get back into the bank was still there when I woke up. Hmm. So you woke and made your way home? Yep. Pretty much. Had a massive headache. Probably acted a bit on my mind. Jane said she thought I was drunk or something, so I think it took me a little while to get back. I do remember taking a shortcut I never knew about, which is one good thing, I guess. I got home, explained to Jane what happened, and went to sleep in my own bed this time. That's when Jane got you, right? I assume so. 
you were asleep when I arrived. Never thanked you for that, so, well, thanks. You're welcome. Oh, I'd like to take another blood sample, so I can compare. Sure, why not? Great. I left my equipment back at mine, so just a minute. Your driver's license is here on the coffee table. Oh. Well, that's annoying. What the hell was that? I have no idea. Chief Walker, it's so good to see you again. You too, Ainsworth, and call me David. I'm not your chief anymore. <laughs> All right, but you have to call me Avery. How have you been? Last time we spoke was what? Just after the hummingbird incident? Feels like so long ago. Don't remind me how that went again. That thing's been a thorn in my side, even during retirement. But despite that, things have been fine. My eldest just had her second daughter. The youngest had his first son last year, and Sarah's been a doting grandmother all the while. I swear, if I see another baby shawl in pattern... <laughs> but you don't need to worry about that, do you? Not yet, anyway. No, 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 not yet. It's good to hear you're doing alright. I was worried that leaving the force might be the thing that actually did you in, as opposed to anything on the job. Ha! <laughs> as if anything could do me in now. Apart from Sarah, I suppose. <laughs> Wasn't really the same being at Burry Row without you. I'm sure you got on just fine. That we did. Don't get ahead of yourself. I'm joking, of course. You know, that you were always my favourite. You and Turner were such a fantastic team. Every day without you two was a loss. Ada had never mentioned moving stations. Hmm. Oh, yes. Moved soon after you left. Down to the ridge. Orders on high. Not even I could argue. Shame. It really was. But you're still in contact with her? I'm afraid I've neglected to check on her since her move. Is she doing well, I hope? Yeah, yeah, she's fine. We don't tend to talk about work anymore. Of course. Say, you don't still play poker with the Commissioner? <laughs> I do. Retirement couldn't shake him, apparently, even when I keep beating him. Why do you ask? I hate to ask, but I could really do with a favour. What's going on now? I... I don't know. Guess we'll find out. Wire Canaries Alive. It's the 12th of September 2017, 11am, with the daily report on the status of the city. The ridge has seen an increase in people sleeping rough, provoking a hostile response from City Hall. Several benches have been pulled from the park, and there is now a small group of law enforcement from the Park Avenue station dedicated to patrols through known hotspots for the homeless. We urge you to be safe and conscious of your surroundings. Try to stay in pairs or threes so others know your location and avoid common sleeping places until further notice. 
the bridge is not safe and likely won't be again for a long time. A small group of workers at the electricity gateway in the eastern outskirts are facing potential legal action from the facility's operator, Goldfield Power, over a planned strike in protest of the reported birth defects being suffered in their families. Goldfield Power has said nothing on the issue, though one of the workers, Andrew Morgan, states that their position on the issue is to insist that, because there have been no medical professional confirmation that the defects are linked to working conditions, there is no ground for any action to be taken by them. Morgan, whose wife had their first child two months ago, says that no doctor will say that there is anything beyond coincidence to link the defects, three of which occurred in the past year. With the status of Lisa Thompson-Stewart's incarceration vague and her partner unavailable, we regret to inform you that the key for the shelter is no longer active and the shelter will likely not be open for the foreseeable future. Therefore, any help people in more fortunate positions can provide will be increasingly valuable to the community. As during last winter, the key for Malangate's community shelter will be Compose. C-O-M-P-O-S-E. Now we'll broadcast the message from late October last year regarding this system. Marwin, what was that? I don't know, an explosion of some kind? Is there any chance that it wasn't? Don't think so. Listeners, we'll get back to you with any information about this event as soon as we get it. For now, the planned message. And stay safe, Malengate. Wire Canaries is a monthly amateur podcast written, performed and edited by four college students from the east of England. Listen to episodes on most major podcast services and find us on social media at Wire Canaries Podcast for more information about the show. If you enjoyed it, please consider rating us. Lastly, special thanks to our guest voices for this episode, Maxim Harvey as Thomas and Ewan Stephen as Walker.